Hello, and welcome to Top Class, the OECD's education podcast. My name's Henry, and I work in the OECD's Directorate for Education and Skills. And today's episode is our very first totally remote episode. I, everybody calling in, including myself, is calling in from home due to the current crisis. And indeed, that's what we're here to talk about today. The global COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in school closures in countries across the globe, posing one of the biggest challenges to children's education and living memory. In fact, a recent OECD survey showed that schools are closed in 94 out of 98 countries surveyed. With schools closed, countries have been forced to implement new measures to allow students to continue their learning from home. And the news is full of government perspectives on the crisis, but students themselves haven't had much of a say. So we wanted to remedy that and to discuss the impact of COVID-19 and school closures, uh, I am very pleased to be joined remotely, of course, by Ayumi Mitsui, Alessandra Policarpo, and Julio Kwon, who are all high school students that participate in the OECD Future of Education and Skills 2030 project. This uh, is a project that helps education systems determine the competencies students need to thrive in and shape their future. And the student voice in that gives us, uh, keeps us grounded with what's actually going on in today's classrooms. So, hi guys, thank you for joining me. Uh, we have Yumi, hello, can you hear us? Hello, yes, I can hear you, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast. And uh, Alessandra, you're there with us too? Yes, hi, thank you for inviting me as well. I'm also really excited. And finally, Shuyup, hello, welcome. Hello, thank you for inviting me here. Okay, so to start, why don't we just go around and just you'll explain uh, where you're based, what high school you go to. Uh, let's again, we'll start with Ayumi. Okay, so hi, I'm Ayumi, and I'm originally from Japan, but now I'm learning in United Nations International School in Hanoi, Vietnam, and under the International Baccalaureate Program. Uh, Okay. Uh, hello, my name is Chuyup, and uh, I am now currently 18 years old, years old, and I am now currently studying at Future Class Network Learning Lab. And Alessandro. Hello, I'm originally from Brazil, but I'm studying Germany in a United World College, doing the IB. Uh, well, you know, let me just say again, thank you for joining me, guys, because uh, obviously. For students, this is probably an extremely stressful time. It's a stressful time for everybody everywhere, but you know, so thank you all for joining me. Let's make a start. With the widespread school closures, countries everywhere are trying to find new ways of teaching kids without a classroom. Um, so I think the first thing I wanna ask, can you, can you each tell me, uh, give a quick overview of how students in your countries are continuing their schooling from home without, without having to go to school? Julia, uh, why don't you start? Tell us what's going on where you are. Okay, so I am now uh, in Korea, and as countries all over the world are bringing school classes to each home through online, Korean government has decided to teach students through online also, and they were forced to start their classes due to lots of tests which were scheduled, and lots of students spend their daytime in their room watching online classes through monitor. Mm. Ayumi, how does that compare with, with what's going on where you are? Um, well, the school closure has started um, 11 weeks ago um, from February. 
And as soon as the school closure has started, my school um, started the distance learning, which was um, pretty impressive for me. And um, in the local school of Vietnam, the school has been closed for a long time. And then um, I heard that, um, well, there are some students who don't have right access to internet or right, don't have computer. Is that, um, like students in the same school like share their money and like buy those right computer and facilities with them and yes um which is right very different from what's going on in japan so mm. it's really interesting to see the difference between my home country and here vietnam all right we'll get we'll get on to the tech problems in a minute because that's that's a very very mm. poignant problem uh, and alessandra yeah. what's what's going on where you are yeah, so I, I study in a boarding school and it's international, so there are people from a lot of countries. And then some people in the beginning of the pandemic, they, uh, they went back home and others decided to stay for several reasons. May, uh, some of us cannot simply go back home. And we couldn't, um, the school part of uh, the educational and academic part of the school couldn't work anymore, but the boarding school was still, is still open. So uh, the students are having classes online with the students uh, in the first year. But then the second year students, we, uh, we received the news that the exams were canceled. So we don't have, it was a shock for everyone. So we, we, weren't, we weren't expecting that. But now the, the remaining ones, we are trying to help the first years uh, with their exams next year because having online classes it's a little bit complicated without the teachers personal support so we are trying to help in this sense okay so you're you're helping other students a year below you that's what you're saying yes yeah um okay well that's interesting i mean there's already problems in the news the obvious problem everybody's talking about is that nobody's going to classes but you've already flagged that exams have been cancelled uh, Ayumi mentioned that, that not everybody has the same tech or access to computers and that you were sharing. Ayumi, is that right? You said you were sharing money to, to purchase technology? Yes, um, in local schools. In my school, um, right, everyone has access to internet, but in local school in Vietnam, I heard that, yeah, there's something like that. Mm, okay. Um, so how do you guys feel about this home learning, about these new ways of learning? Is it is it working? And what... What are the most effective strategies for you that you've that, um, that you've been doing? So the new work and new approaches that I saw on our country made me to believe that starting online classes without appropriate preparation has caused serious lack of quality in classes. And in case of Korea, most of the online classes held in normal school are all pre-recorded classes, and some are not even related to their curriculum. So. Due to lots of students take classes in the same homepage, server often does not work and have to re-enter the homepage. So people who spend their time in front of the monitor are telling serious complaints about their meaninglessly spended time. But however, uh, the way which I had and experienced uh, with online classes with our school, which was very unique, is quite was quite efficient. So we share our opinions and tries to solve problems by co-working with each other with a little bit of help by our teacher. And we were quite concerned when coronavirus became a serious threat in our country, but because we had no choice but to take our classes online. But everyone believed that 
there will be lots of limits to share our opinions and challenging our texts compared to offline classes we took before. But, but, but lots of students were satisfied with online classes based on communication. Mm. Ayumi, uh, how does it compare for you? Do you are things mostly pre-recorded? Do you think that's effective? Um, well, some of the classes are pre-recorded, um, but um, for my school, we often have online discussion and sometimes we work on active documents. And in the schools that I was when I was in Japan, um, like gave out the pre-recorded videos to students and I think like, it is a bit boring and it will be really hard to concentrate on the topic. So I feel like the style in my school, in my current school, is much more um, effective for me. Mm. And Alessandra, do, do you think any of this is effective, this learning from home, the, the, um, the strategies that are going on where you are? Yeah, I think the, the lack of preparation from the teachers, because um, it's something new, and also uh, the students as well who are not used to have this kind of classes make it, it's make it really hard, mainly in the beginning. But I've seen some students who are already getting used to this new rhythm and new and these changes that are happening now. So, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the kind of technologies or, or platforms you guys are using? Uh, could be sharing documents or is there a specific website or something? Yeah, um, the official platform my school, my school is using is Zoom but also social media social medias in, in general like email and facebook whatsapp have been very helpful not only uh, for the communication to uh, from teacher to student but also among the students themselves which is helping to cope with the situation is it the same with usually up in korea uh, for me the classes based on communication is also uh, doing classes through zoom but most of the students in normal, normal schools use a national education broadcasting system to watch a pre-recorded classes. So uh, yes, the one I use is Zoom, but most of the students watch on TV or the homepage of national education broadcasting system. Alessandra mentioned uh, a couple of minutes ago that she was helping some of her younger uh, classmates with, with their learning right now, so they're kind of working together. Are you, me, are you guys doing that too, just helping each other out? Yeah, so we do have um, online discussion, so we can help each other in that, through that process. But um, I feel like in the online like, distance running, it is, um, we have like few chances to right, interact each other for unnecessary purposes. So, you know, when we meet each other during the online classes, we talk about like what we are learning about. So it's hard to have a chance to chat with each other about, you know, um, something fun and like something unrelated to the classes. Mm -hmm. A lot of students are probably struggling with learning from, from home right now in, in terms of motivation. You know, uh, it might be hard without classmates and without teachers around to, to properly motivate yourself to learn. I mean, I know I would find it hard as just thinking back to my school days. Um, do you think that's a, prob a big problem everywhere? 
Yes, I think so. I found the biggest challenge for me during this distance running is right, how to motivate myself. Um, and um, so at school, there is an established right, schedule and I can just follow the schedule and also I can share my running process with my friends. So therefore, I can make sure like which stage I should be at and like what teachers are expecting me to do. But at home, right, it is hard to um, like keep up with those expectations and therefore hard to like motivate myself. Julia, those pre-recorded classes um, you were talking about, I guess that's going to make, make things hard to motivate yourself to learn. Is that right? Yes, I think so, because like there are so many pre-recorded classes. Uh, most of the students do not take the class properly because uh, pre-recorded classes are not very effective for our students. So they do not watch into uh, their classes, but go to private academy to improve their school test scores. But this is not very helpful for this situation such as coronavirus. I was wondering also, with, uh, with everything that's going on, I mean, we mentioned that exams have been cancelled, learning is very, very difficult right now. Um, one thing that the OECD Education 2030 project looks at is, is which will you, you guys will already know about, is the Learning Compass 2030, uh, which for listeners is an evolving learning framework that sets out kind of aspirational vision for the future of education. But I wanted to ask, for you now in this situation, do you have concerns about the future in terms of your next step in education, like going to university or getting a job? Alessandra, what do you think? For me, uh, luckily, I'm going, I'm planning to go to the United States and it doesn't seem pro to be a problem for them to accept, for example, uh, people who haven't done the final exams, IB final exams. So I... I know at least that I can go to the to to my to this university, but I don't know when as well, which is very complicated by this time. And it's it's kind of complicated situation, very complicated situation in general because also in the future, uh, my my plan was to work with traveling and to different conferences and knowing different cultures, but now with the coronavirus situation, also environmental situation, uh, I think that we should uh, stick more to technology to communicate with other people from other parts of the world. Shuyup, what about you? Uh, has the COVID crisis affect your, your plans for the future? Well, yes, so I was planning to go to universities in Europe at September, but coronavirus has became a, a severe problem in European countries, but all over the world. So, yes, there are some problems in our plan and my future plan, yeah. Ayumi, what about you? Well, this chaotic situation, like, shows how unpredictable future is and the current right, society is. So, well, even though I don't have, right concrete plan for my future yet, I'm pretty sure I will look for the jobs that will like, increase in its demands and barriers in the future. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in that sense, this um, situation affected my like, mindset. Okay, so you're you're planning to maybe change what you would do for a career because of yes, how probably. the environment has changed. Okay, that's mm -hmm. interesting. Um, the other thing that uh, the Education 2030 project focuses on is student agency, uh, a student voice, student empowerment, things like that. 
Uh, I wanted to know if there's anything you guys are doing as a student group as part of that project to, you know, uh, make learning better, to overcome the COVID crisis, anything, even if it's just communicating with your peers or something like that. Is, is there any, anything you guys are doing? Yes, uh, in my school, we are people who, who have already uh, done some exams and are able to help other people. We are organizing help sessions and um, yeah, group of students that can help other students because we know that not having a teacher who can work close to you, it's harder. So we are trying to also help the students in, in their remote learning. Um, for me, I'm now a member of the Student Advisory Group of Education 2030 Project with Alessandra. And as a member of SAG, I'm responsible for activating the Student Sphere, which is a Facebook group um, with um, students who are engaged in this project. And this month, I posted a monthly topic regarding the COVID-19 and how, the, the, how this education allows them have changed. So I wanted to be a chance for them to like raise their voice about the challenges they are facing and their new findings like, through these experiences. Well, let me just thank you guys for agreeing to talk to us. I know that it's a very stressful and busy time for you. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you'd like to find out more about COVID-19's impact on education, you can get updates from the Education Directorate on our Twitter page, at OECD EduSkills. And if you'd like to know more about OECD's work on COVID-19 in general, you can visit the OECD's dedicated webpage, which is oecd.org forward slash coronavirus. Thanks again, everybody, and until next time.